Will you remember me? Local business neglect is happening all around you. This is a difficult time for all of us. Help us help them by getting your next meal or coffee from your favorite local business. Remember local businesses. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Venmo at Dead Inside But Caffeinated. You can also email us at Dead Inside Caffeinated Podcast at gmail.com. I sat here and listened to six takes of coffee pours. I watched you do it so we could redo this intro, and here we are. I had to pee after it, Laura. What What do you want? What do you want? What do you want our intro to sound like? I, I just want us both to be happy with it at this point. <laughs> this is our intro. <laughs> Fucking is, here we are. Listen to the podcast, fucks. Fuck it. We're doing it live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm Kaylee. We are dead inside. But caffeinated. I was telling our bartender that we were doing this this morning, and she's like, what was the podcast? And I said, dead inside, but caffeinated. And she was like, our people. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, literally, if you could create something that describes me. It's, it's you. pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, obviously, we, judging by the coffee, you don't have the sweet treat. No. The Oreo. And it's black, like no, my soul. I, to. I have to live. <laughs> That's exactly how life. I order it. I am black, like my soul. <laughs> Every time. We're sitting here with the owners of Presidential Brewing Company, in case you couldn't tell by the intro earlier. Um, <laughs> we got Flotus and POTUS here, yeah? Hey, hey. That's right. Hello. Do you want everyone to walk up to you if they see you, Flotus and POTUS? Is that is that what you, your moniker? Is that what you want to be known by? I mean, yeah. Um, like, her license plate says Flotus. It does. Mine would say Which POTUS, means I can't- but- it turns out like you can't do that. They, they <laughs> yeah, they block it. Legit. Yeah. It's, it's not an option. Uh, so my license plate says Mr. Prez. But oh. it has to be a three get. instead of an E in Prez because they blocked anything. Prez too? But they don't care about Flotus apparently. Yeah, so. Flotus is fine. POTUS, you can do like a zero. No, or I tried it. Wow. Tried all of them. All I tried a five in place of the S like They're nothing like, worked. Hell no. Yeah, they knew. They, yeah, they, yeah. Couldn't believe you it. You Trump impersonator. Probably what it is. <laughs> probably what it is. So start from the beginning. How'd you two meet? Uh, on the internet, actually. I want to hear more um, about that. Yeah, that's very Yeah, we met on okcupid.com. I don't even know if that still exists anymore. But that was... This is like a success story. Yeah, this dude. is, oh, yeah. Yeah. This oh, yeah. is Commercial. insane. I had no idea. <laughs> I thought you two knew each other from like birth and you were just no. like friends to oh my oh no we amazing. someday i'll show you guys a picture of 2007 era jake <laughs> because if i would have met jake sooner than i did it never would have worked out oh dear <laughs> and he wouldn't have liked me i was the annoying barfly party girl like timing is everything though oh yeah. seriously yeah so i had an online dating account and spent a couple years like mostly just not really wanting to be in a relationship and kind of you know, know like what's... hey i can meet new people get some free dinners out of the deal <laughs> I'm down for this. You're one of those. I, I totally was. Absolutely. I was a poor oh, yeah. college kid. What do you want from me? Okay, fair, fair. So then I was just kind of like over it. Decided I was going to delete my account and came home one night, had this message from Jake. And I was like, eh, he wrote in complete sentences. That's used new. proper grammar. Actually responded to my message or to my profile, like wrote out specific things, replying to specific wow. things that I said. Listen up, not men. just like copy paste. <laughs> hey, I like your profile. Do you want to get a drink sometime? So, but then I looked at his profile. So on my profile, I had some stipulations. I was done with like the fluffy profile at this point. I was like, listen, I'm going to be very clear about what I do and do not want. 
I said, don't message me if you have children, cats, or an ex-wife. And Jake had all three. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I read everything. But I'm like, however, he wrote with complete sentences. So I like let it sit there for a little bit. Came home from the bar a couple weeks later, pretty hammered. And I'm like, I want to write back to this guy. I'm like, you know, that gif of the cat just like pounding on the keyboard. That was me. So I wrote him back. And the thing that caught me, though, is I also posted in my profile that I was a grammar snob. And I'm like, don't message me if you can't figure out how to spell things correctly. If you don't know the difference between there and there and your and your and your and all of those things, don't bother. And in his message to me, he pointed out a grammatical error in my profile. (laughs) I, first of all, it's love it. And I'm like, God damn it. Now I have to marry him. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. And then I did. So here we are. What did what did your pro- profile look like, Jake? Oh man, it uh I was just I was just trying to figure out how this whole thing worked. I was new to the online dating okay. gig. Yeah. Uh and I stumbled across hers early and I read all that and I'm like, nope, not gonna send that person a message. <laughs> uh, Which is exactly what I wanted. Like intimidate like clearly, the fuck out of everybody. Just I am get exempt out of here. here. This is not gonna work out. Um and yeah, it, then like the the thing about these profiles is they keep bringing up the same pictures. They say, you should talk to this person. Oh, oh yeah. they'll rotate you them back around. And, yeah. and she kept coming back up. And finally, I'm like, whatever. Like, I'll send Just a to message. be done with you. Get yeah, out of here. We'll see what happens. <laughs> and and now here we are years later, like, happily married and running a brewery together. This what? OkCupid algorithm was like, these two right? belong together. Force them. What yeah. year was that when, that when all this went down? 2012. Wow. So, yeah, eight and a half. Almost oh, nine wow. years. That's that's a that's some impressive. time right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, like back when online dating actually potentially worked. Well, and it was still <laughs> frowned upon. A yeah, that's bit. when people like didn't admit that you <clears throat> met somebody online because it yeah. was like weird and sketchy. It was pre Tinder though, so it was before. But th- back then there was plenty of fish. If you wanted to hook up, oh, you went I on plenty of fish. One. That's where all the skis right. bags were. Right, right. But and then you'd say, "This is my MySpace." Okay, Cupid was like the cool, trendy one that so didn't require you to pay sixty bucks a month, like Match. dot com. Like, if you were serious, yeah. but not desperate, okay, keep it. <laughs> or serious, That but should have been their tech Poor, line, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Desperate, but poor. It's okay. So All he, of the above. He points out your grammatical mistakes in your profile, right? <laughs> yeah. And then after that, like, what, what happens? Is he's like, you want to go out? Did you ask him? Like, how did that, how we, did that happen? Like, we spent a lot of time talking, just texting back and forth, you know, for a little bit. And then we were going to, we had this whole date planned out at Craig's Cruisers because Ooh. we were very cool. And um, so was this Grand Rapids then? Grand Ra- yeah. Okay. So I was living in Grand Rapids. He okay. was in Kalamazoo. And so we were supposed to go out on a Tuesday. I worked weekends. Uh, he didn't have his kids that day or whatever. So we were going to go out on a Tuesday. And then Sunday, two days before that, he had gone to a Tigers game on a party bus with a bunch of work friends. Came back after drinking all day. Sobered up enough to drive to Grand Rapids. <laughs> and we decided we were not going to wait until Tuesday. He was coming that night to hang out. That and, night? Yes. So Ooh. Sunday night, after going to Detroit for a Tigers game and coming all the way back, he drives to Grand Rapids. Couldn't wait to see each other. To come hang Second out with wind. me. I'm like, I'm not going to drive to see you, but if you want to come here, that's cool. Elevensies. So we went to uh, <laughs> we went to Stella's in Grand Rapids, which is a like an arcade bar. Love that place. It was the most awkward first date of my life. Uh, Jake basically didn't say Horrible. any words. <laughs> oh, my God. So it he seems was, like a reoccurring theme. Like, he wouldn't shut up when we were texting. But then, well, he can't get it a word in if, if you've noticed. <laughs> but we're like sitting there across from each other, like Ren and Stimpy's playing on their TVs because they show like old school cartoons. Mm-hmm. And we're eating this gross popcorn that they were serving at the time. Yes. And I was just like, okay, he doesn't shut up on the phone and via text, but 
now it's like I couldn't get him to say anything. And it was so awkward. But but I got to interject. I think it's a probably a result of drinking all day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And then half sleeping on the bus ride home and then maybe recovering a little bit just enough to be able to drive to Grand Rapids. So I, I'm going to give myself a little bit of credit. Your here. buddy should have got you pumped up, though. Like it, if, if you were in the party bus, Jake's I got a date, guys. Jake's got a date. <laughs> Woo! Trying to get you good to go. But then you have to drive an hour to Grand Rapids. Oh, that's yeah. Like buzz. Kill. That's a buzz kill. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. That's true. So to fix the problem, I challenged him to play arcade games. So I'm like, this is awful. I can't sit here awkwardly anymore. So we got some PBRs and I whooped his ass at Ms. Pac-Man. And then he demolished me at Tetris. And that's pretty much our relationship. Like, you're really good with strategy and like solving puzzles. And I'm really good at eating. So <laughs> like, it was a... It's a great strong combo. foreshadowing of, yeah. of what our future was going to be like. So <laughs> I love that you can look back on that and be like, yeah, we knew this was this a all thing. made sense. No, our connected. second date, I told we we hung out at our at my house on our second date with my sister and her now husband who used to be my roommate, which was a funny story, too. Um, And then my roommate and her boyfriend at the time. And I told my sister, like drunk in the bathroom that night, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to marry that guy. And she's like, oh, cool. Was that was that after <laughs> oh. you sent me on the beer run? Cool. Yes. Oh, yeah. I told him to go get some beer, and I liked. I loved Bud Light Platinum. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the back forty in Grand Rapids is the only place I can ever find that beer anymore. But it's delicious. It's like half or double the double the like alcohol. Six percent Bud Light. Yeah. I mean, he came. He comes back with a literal case of Bud Light Platinum, and I was like, bro, <laughs> I'm gonna marry this guy. <laughs> and I was right, because I'm always right. That's how it works in the animal kingdom. The male brings gifts, and the <laughs> woman right. says yes. Yeah, your name. Yeah, yeah. Like, I tell you that enough? I'm gonna marry you. <laughs> yeah, case of blue bottles. That's all it took. She's like, I'll keep this one. <laughs> Mine, sold. So it's no coincidence then that if it revolved around the beer, you two would end up owning and operating a yeah. brewery. I Seems guess that's fitting, some more right? foreshadowing yeah. there, huh? How did you decide that? Like, what, what, where, where at in your lives were you like, you know what? Let's open a bar. Yeah, Let's the run a brewery. Is, I don't think anybody wakes up when they're like eight years old and you're like, you know what I want to do when I grow up? I'm going to open my own brewery. Except like, maybe our kid. <laughs> I don't know that that Maddie happens might. very much. So, so it definitely shows up later. For for us, it um, it was accidental is the, the best way to put it. I didn't intend to fall into this. And uh, it, it started with a thing we used to do every Friday. Me and a group of guys, we'd have New Beer Friday. The whole purpose of New Beer Friday was to drink a beer you've never had before. I like so that. It was awesome. It was so fun. We would bring something else, and and each of us would have our own six packs of something. So we'd have some to share with the other guys too. And and after like two and a half years of doing New Beer Friday, you start to run out of new beers. Um, so you because, didn't make them. Yeah, it was like, well, exactly. shoot, I couldn't find anything at the store. So I guess this is going to be the newest of New Beer Fridays. You're about to walk in and just blow everyone away. Oh man. <laughs> So, so we made a beer that night, and uh, and we found a couple of beers to try that night too. But um, the idea was, you know, we'll make this new beer; it'll be the craziest new beer Friday ever. And <laughs> like, so, that, so all of you did that, or just like one or two? It people? was the group of us. There oh, were four okay. of us, okay. uh, really, at the time uh, that were involved in that. So we made this beer. It was an oatmeal stout, um, and it took a couple weeks to finish up. And once it was finished, we opened it up, and it was delicious. I'm like, stop it, like. We're stupid good at this already. I want to drink this beer again. And I thought, this beer needs a name. If we're going to make it again, we're going to need a name for it. And as an oatmeal stout, Obama was president at the time. It seemed fitting that it should be called Obama. 
Oatbama. So Oatbama. Who was... are you right now? How do you just come up with this? Like you guys didn't sit here and argue about a name drinking. for like thirty minutes. No, no. drinking. No, yeah. So drinking did. That. I also wasn't a part of it. So <laughs> yeah, she wasn't there. I wasn't there to argue. <laughs> yeah. So so we had Oatbama, and it was like, well, shoot, that's kind of fun. Like, what if there were a bunch of other beer names that were like it? And so I sat down with my my friends that we all made this beer together, and we came up with the Lincoln Lager and. And Thomas Hefferson and Reisenhower and all these stupid things. And I'm like, guys, like if only I knew how to make beer dependably. <laughs> well, I was going to say, really this, is, cool. this is the second beer was hot garbage. Did you, Let me just tell did you. you write it down it like disgusting. when you first made it or you guys were just like, fuck it, let's just put it like all mad this scientists just throwing shit in. Like this Some of both. It was like uh, a yeah. mad scientist, but like only kind of documented. Yeah. So so as a as a brewer, I'm I'm more inclined to be on the sciencey side of things. I, mm. I think there's a couple different kinds of brewers. There's the guys that'll throw stuff at it and say, "I think we need about this many," um, <laughs> and and just you know dump in a half a bucket of something. And and me, I I want to measure it out and I want to know and I want to write it down so I can recreate it later. So we were able to recreate that recipe and go back and do it. Uh, but the reality is, it was stupid luck that that first beer turned out any good because it could have been the second beer and it would have just been hot garbage right off the bat, and you may right. not have been. And this may never have happened, right? A thing, yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, it's this whole thing happened on accident, and just the the sheer hilarity of the name, and beyond just the names of the beer, um, you know, we just kept going off like we wanted to call our mug club the electoral college and like there were just layers and layers and layers of branding there's so much you, you can't i mean you kind of stumbled upon you you'll never have to it's worry about line. naming it's you'll perfect never have to worry right. about, it's really it's, perfect yeah. i'm a marketing nerd my degrees in pr and advertising i'm a graphic designer by day that's perfect so oh my God. that kind of stuff nerds me right out like that anything with a theme if jake would would have just said hey i want to open a brewery and i want to call it like losi brewing company i'm like that sounds great in theory, but like, were there names for the so brewery before you, you fell on presidential? No. So it was just, nope. this is it. It was, he, he came home with that beer and we tried it and I was like, I was to back up. I was the beer snob to begin oh. with. When Jake and I met his, like his idea like, of a classy beer <laughs> was Dos Equis. Like Dos Equis was, <laughs> was high rolling. That was his classy oh, yeah. beer. So, so I had brought home one day a vanilla Java Porter from Atwater Brewing. Love that beer. And he tried it and he's like, oh, this is like chocolatey and delicious and fantastic. I'm like, yes. So that was his gateway beer. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, when when your husband comes home and he's like, hey, I'm brewing beer in the garage now. And it, I mean, Obama is very similar to it's less vanilla, but similar to that style of beer. And I'm like, this is the best thing that's literally ever happened to me. Um, but that was we were joking around about it that night. And I'm like, yeah, you can like we'll call our our building the Oval Office. And it was kind of this like. Haha! Ha, someday, maybe when we retire in forty years, we'll we'll do something fun as a side project. It was never initially; it wasn't intended to be a serious endeavor. What was the push that made you go serious? Uh so really, the the switch over we we probably joked about it as a as a funny future thing for a couple years, and then after a couple years, as a Father's Day gift, she had designed our logo um, and bought the domain name. Um, and the, there's a there's a dumb history behind that too. Um, <laughs> if you ever have an idea, buy the domain name immediately. It's yes. like ten dollars. Yeah, just buy it. Right, because down, as Josh. soon as you Got get popular, it. somebody else is going to buy it and then extort you for money. Yes, lots of it. Uh, so so she bought the domain name. She made the logo and printed this big poster that said Presidential Brewing on it. 
And it was like, oh, shoot. Like, so she was the push. She pushed you. She, she was like, yeah. I, it was Kinda. really just a joke for a long time. And, and then that's, that happened. And, and uh, New Beer Friday around the same time had evolved to instead of a group of four or five people, we would invite people over to our house once a month, drink all the new beers that I made. Ooh. I had a kegerator downstairs. I uh, opened up the tap lens. You guys get whatever you want out of it. And we got, you know, the first week is 10 or the first month it was 10. And then a month later is 20. And by the end of it, we had 65 people showing up every month at our house. That's a new beer. That's a bar. Wow. And you were like, you have a bar. Now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally what we said. We're like, we have to open a brewery. because I don't have room for all these people in my house. <clears throat> in the summer, it wasn't so bad. But once it got cold, we were like, all right. Everyone okay. trying to huddle in the it's living okay. room and drink beer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. it was it was kind of the combination of those things together. And then also that group of people that would come over every month were pushing us too. like, when is when are you going to do something about this? And uh, so one of my buddies said, hey, look, if you if you really want to be serious about this, I have a friend in Lansing that opened a brewery. I'll give him or give you his number. You can call him up. And, and I did. And I called this guy and he gave me a whole bunch of great advice. And he said, here's the next three people you need to talk to in your journey. And so then I talked to each of them and they each gave me a couple more people to talk to. So before long, like you're this network. Yeah, I was yeah. plugged in and, and I had some direction of at least what a next step should be mm -hmm. or would look like. And um, eventually it was like I came home one day. I'm like, Kaylee, we got we got to get a realtor or something. And I think we need to look at buildings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think there are things that we can do here. Yeah. What was going on in your like lives when this was happening? Because obviously you you had kids and you guys were, were you married when this was happening? Yeah. yeah. So we got married in 2014. I said it first. Um, you did. <laughs> we got married on the 15th in 2014. And I always get them backwards. I mean, anytime I say that. Anyway, so we had, um, we had our daughter together as well. So we had three kids. Um, I worked for our church doing graphic design and then freelance graphic design. He was full time at Stryker. Um, in the nerd department, I don't know what you. I still don't know what you ever did over there. But what what did you do over there? Now I'm curious. Please. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Spreadsheets. No, no. Uh, my my job there was uh, I actually made my own job at Striker, which was really cool. I uh, I worked just there. Entrepreneur all over the place. Yeah. I didn't realize it at the time, but yeah. Um, but the the job that I created for myself is I help people to be more efficient with using Microsoft products. Um, what I was really good at is I could write macros. And so somebody oh. has a report that takes them six hours to build every week. I could write a macro that would do it in 15 seconds. You fucking nerd. And then I added all that time up and I said, look how much time I saved over this year. And then I told Which somebody translates at Stryker. into dollar signs. Look how many dollars yeah. in labor we saved you. Yeah. It's not time, it's dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. I, I extrapolated it as time. And then I did this for a number of people. So like the first year I did it, I had 10,000 hours that I added up and I'm like, this is a position you need to give me. You and should have said, just yeah. invoiced them for ten thousand. They're just like, yeah, yeah, Jay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah you're we right. should we should do that. Tell me about the pizza though. That's the best macro success oh, yeah. that you ever had. <laughs> the yeah. pizza macro. So, <laughs> no, literally. So There's so um, many questions. Now. I I started these Excel classes at some point, and I had people that would come to me with problems. They're like, I, I've been trying to figure out how to do this, and you just can't do it. It can't be done. And I'm like, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> Because literally, you can use Excel as a as a you know art studio if you really want to. It's a dumb idea, but you could. Challenge There's a lot of things you can do. In fact, let me show you. So I wrote a macro up real quick that uh, when I hit the button, it ordered pizza from Domino's and, off of Microsoft Excel. Yeah, from Excel. <laughs> um, so yeah, they used to have this thing where you could text a pizza emoji. 
Um, and then they would send you pizza to your profile's listed address. And so I did that just to kind of prove my point. And so, yeah, you can use Excel to order pizza. So you use your gifts for evil. Oh, man. <laughs> Got it. Well, I, I'm not afraid to prove a point. <laughs> Don't tell me I can't do something. Yeah, I will exactly. absolutely do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, you don't. You shouldn't use Excel that way. That's a very inefficient way to order pizza, but but still can be done. <laughs> so when when this was happening in your lives, and then you were leaning towards opening a brewery, getting a realtor, all this kind of stuff. Um, not only are you business partners at this point, I can imagine. Now you're married. Now there's some children in the mix. What what kind like how do you deal with that stress? Like because you had to be stressed out about trying to start this dream or this kind of you fell into this. You know, back then it was it wasn't as stressful. And I think because of the way that we did it, it was a slow process. Mm -hmm. There was no like Jake had a great job. I had a great job. Um, I was home with Maddie. Most of the time I was able to work from home a lot of the time. So my schedule was really flexible. Um, he had communicated with his peeps at Stryker, what, 18 months before he left. They knew like, that this was I'm going to give you guys my two years notice. <laughs> so and they were very supportive of it. You know, a lot of the, his striker friends would come to these New Beer Friday events and stuff. And it was we were very fortunate to not have the pressure of, OK, we have a ticking clock now. Yeah. You know, we yeah. have to get things done. So we were able to kind of do things on our own at our own pace. And it, it kind of just started with I came home one day and Jake's like, so I went to look at a building today. And I was like, yeah, well, that's cool. And one day he's like, so I filed our LLC paperwork today. Okay, that's cool. You know, it was kind of just this, like, at the beginning anyway, it was this nice pace of like, we're going to we're gonna chip away at this stuff a little bit at a time. It didn't feel overwhelming until we signed the lease papers. I think that was when things really started stressing me out. And when you spent like $200,000 on brewing equipment. The, the, down payment, <laughs> the down payment on the brew system, which is like a six to nine month build. Uh, oh, wow. So it's like you have to make that decision pretty early. Yeah. And we put that down payment in. That was that the was first it. five figure check I'd ever written. <laughs> I'm like, uh, were, you, were your hands like shaking? Oh, gosh. Like uh... it was, that was that was crazy. But yeah, we sent that uh, before we even had a building yet. Oh, my like God. I have to get if we're doing this. And by that point, right. we'd, we'd gotten to a point of commitment in doing it. It's like I've got to I've got to get this moving. Otherwise, we're just going to be stuck with a building and no equipment. So man, that was a that was a weird moment of faith. It's like, okay, I've got they're they're gonna build this some some really big equipment. I hope I find a place to put it. Right? Yeah. I feel you guys have to have a lot of faith in each other to be able to make a decision like that. Because if it doesn't go right, that's gonna that's scary. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am I'm the creative engine, and Jake is the the numbers and the logic and the practical side of things. And I don't think I would feel confident doing this with anybody else just because i know with his finance background with his obsession over budgets and numbers and excel spreadsheets details excel <laughs> spreadsheets um you know he's i i could be confident that he's got every little thing accounted for and this isn't a willy-nilly like well i'm just gonna quit my job and we're gonna hope that we can afford to make <laughs> things work and we can you know, he had all of the the financial statements or the financial projections all done and of course a lot of that's BS. Like you don't really know. It's a lot of guessing. Mm. But he's a pretty good guesser. So I feel <laughs> fairly confident. Like all the research that he did over the years and all the people that you talk to and um being able to be a part of our local brewing community too is so helpful because there's so many people in our in the greater Kalamazoo area 
who were willing to tell us literally everything. They're like, ask me any questions. Yeah. You know, long before you don't find that we wrote checks. I know it's really interesting. This industry is special and unique in that way. You know, like you see restaurants have kind of changed the scene since COVID, but pre COVID Mm -hmm. it was very cutthroat and a lot of like everybody kind of stakes their own claim and we're all self-protecting and not interested in supporting each other. Um, but the brewing community is incredibly open and like you could walk in somewhere and most places will be like, yeah, I'll give you my exact recipe for how I make this beer. Bell's literally gives you their recipes for their beers. Yeah. They're just like, they're like, you're not going to out too hard, too hearted us. So here, here, you can try though. Here's the, here's the recipe. You go right ahead. Yeah. Let Um, us know if you do, we'll hire you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, after just knowing the amount of time that Jake spent pouring over research and meeting with people and getting opinions and advice and all of that, I was able to feel a lot more confident jumping on board and saying, all right, like I'll handle the uh, the Facebook and the creative side of things. And then you take that off. And so it, it did get stressful after a while. Like once once we got to that point where we're like, there's a time we didn't know if we were going to have a building. We The one we have now is our third space that's that, what i was wow. gonna ask that we thought we were gonna have i was gonna ask what buildings were that in the got running hairy before you you got this one yeah so uh the first one that we looked at was um down at like the shaver road there's the shaver and center there's a plaza in there yeah uh where yopa ice cream is it was a a suite right next to ziki sushi uh that we were gonna be in but it was smaller um it used to be an old chinese restaurant and and we didn't love it but it was available uh, uh, so that was kind of where we started. And before we signed the paperwork for that, our realtor had come up to us and said, hey, one of our other customers is building a new building on the opposite side of that same corner, kind of over by that Walgreens there. Okay. okay. And they're like, if you want, we could probably get you to talk to them about, you know, maybe even designing what you would need that space to look like. Uh, so I sat down, had a meeting with them. I thought everything went really well. Um, and I, I was excited for the opportunity to not have to pay to retrofit a, a building, uh, which is build it the way that I need it to start with. Uh, it was a little smaller um, and there wasn't a whole lot of room for expansion, but it was going to be really cool. And I remember my realtor, she called me on President's Day. This would have been 2018 President's Day. And she's like, hey, guess what? They agreed to all the terms. We finally settled up on lease dollar amounts, yada, yada, yada. And I was super excited. I'm like, this is the best President's Day. That's exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> and then I'm like waiting for these documents to come in and they they didn't show up. And I text the realtor. She's like, uh, tomorrow. And then I text her tomorrow. And she's like, sometimes this afternoon. And th- it just never showed up. So I finally called her and said, what is the story? She goes, they backed out. Uh, they, they leased it out to somebody else instead of you. I'm like, why would you let me go through this entire process and then just at the last minute back rip it out. out yeah yeah and and i don't know that that she um it, it's tough because she worked at the same agency that represented the other side of this transaction Ooh. too so somebody knew something along the way and just didn't pass it down and that was what was frustrating for yeah. me but um I, I can't imagine having been at either of those two first two spots now like now I that think you're at where you are now compared to where we are now. I remember they, uh, what if we didn't have mini golf? Yeah. Like they I sent us, even. they sent us this list of properties. Cause by this point now I'm devastated. Like I, I was so excited and, and we were just kind of heartbroken that we had this whole thing fall apart. And remember we already spent a shit ton of money yeah. on this giant brewing system. 
and now and you're just waiting to find a place to stick have it. nowhere to put it <laughs> yeah that's exactly <laughs> that's that's exactly what happened so yeah i'm like just kind of broken up about the whole deal and um now we we get this list of new spots to look at and uh we went out and nothing really felt that cool and and I remember at the time she sent us this listing on Portage Road. And I'm like, ooh, Portage Road, gross. Like, <laughs> Wait, why? What? To be fair, that stretch of road is very rundown. And it's been, I mean, now that the cove is there, that's helped. And I was about to say the cove is pretty nice. I think yeah. I mean, once you hit the cove, you're in the lakes. So that, oh, that yeah. area is a little bit nicer. But if you think of our stretch, you know, it's like car wash, car wash, car wash, car wash. A couple gas stations. Yeah. Empty, 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 empty. There's say, yeah. we got Joy Fong and RJ's by us and then a couple small little spots. But there's just a lot of empty real estate over there and a lot of it's not an aesthetically appealing stretch of road hmm. for now. But yeah. maybe maybe you guys are starting it. the gentrification process. I think so. The city yeah. of Portage is looking to do some pretty cool things in the next couple of years in that stretch. So. Yeah. I think everything, all of our stars aligned exactly like they should have. Been well, that and like word of thrilled. mouth, people people will talk about your beer. So we will come down to that area, like even though we're yeah. not anywhere near right. that side of town, just to come visit presidential. So. Yeah, speaking yeah. of which, we were down there last week yeah. and you were out of, uh, was it Thomas? Oh, we just yeah. had killed that keg. Yeah. yeah. yeah that- I was disappointed. That, you know, uh, what's going you, on? If you go on our Facebook page, my my post from the other day, there's a guy that commented. Um, I think it was the one the Aaron Burser post, but there's a guy that comments and he put a picture of his beer fridge and he has like eight crawlers of Thomas Hefferson in his beer fridge. And I'm like, yo, your this beer? is why what? this is why we ran out this weekend. Thanks, Steve. Just comes in. He's Steve? like, yeah. Shout out to you, Steve. Hoarding <laughs> <laughs> all the Hefferson. <laughs> right. What the hell? I love it. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like, I love this beer so much, I'll take all of it. Yeah, yeah, well, what's literally. funny about that specific beer, too, is I didn't name that one. That actually came from a friend of mine that lives in New Jersey now. Oh, uh, wow. He was one of my Excel trainers when I was at Stryker. And, wow. Uh, <laughs> we were sitting there. I, when I say that we talked about this and joked about this for two years, I mean that I told everybody about this for two years. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Just, and, hey, I'm a brewer now. Yeah. I'm a brewery. <laughs> And so I made two beers in my garage. Yeah, I was out there like a professional teaching people how to teach these Excel classes. And he was one of the trainers. And, and we went out to dinner, like the whole group of us afterwards. And I was telling him about our stupid beer names that like, you should have a beer called Thomas Hefferson. I'm like, you know what? You are right. And <laughs> so that's then a I, really fun. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but like that's a really fun side effect of this whole thing is the, the theme. Like we get messages from total strangers all the time with like. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The number of times somebody's asked if we have considered doing an impeached beer mm. and making it a peach flavored something. Oh, dear. If I had a dollar, I could double the size the of our building. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. But we've gotten, I mean, like our mole stout was called You're Fired. Uh, that was from a regular gave us that name. Um, I love that people just want to give this to yeah. you. Too. Oh, They're yeah. not oh, like, yeah. yeah, here's a name, but also pay we'll me for Facebook it. We'll get Facebook messages like, from people like we've never really met. And they'll like list out like 10 different names. They're like, have you thought of all of these? I'm like, yes, yes. Nope, 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 nope. Like I have a running list on my phone of, That's hey, I have a great name. I need you to brew me a beer that fits with this name. <laughs> it's like, uh, we don't brew beer and then name it. We name it and then brew it. It Honestly, it happens both ways. Well, so the, the the thing that's neat about that is then you can design a recipe to perfectly fit the beer name. And the best example I can come up with is a beer that we opened with called the Big Lewinsky. <laughs> uh, so 
this was we, we made this beer. This was in in collaboration with some friends that run a brewery called Tantric Brewing. Uh, and they've done a Ooh. few beer names that are like movie themed. Okay. And so we were but making this beer like with them. Kinky and appropriate. Yes. Like their name is Tantric. Yeah, obviously. I was going to say. So. They have a series of beer called the Kinky Series, which yeah. is pretty funny. Um, I'm here for it. And actually, uh, the Big Lewinsky was part of the Kinky Series. We did a barrel aged version of it too. Um, so we sat down. We're like, All right, we're going to do this beer called the Big Lewinsky. Like now we got to design what this should be. So. I said, first, this should be a beer that can get you into some trouble. Like, oh, dear. Uh, it's so got to be like 9% or more, I think, uh, in order to kind of fit the vibe. So we, we knew we were going high octane on this. <laughs> um, and then uh, we, we talked about we needed a nod to the blue dress. So we were going to put some blueberries in the beer. Uh, <laughs> I love where this is going. I, I, I can't stop laughing. And then the, the last little bit, I said, if we're going to make a beer called the Big Lewinsky, it better be creamy AF. <laughs> so Blueberry, creamy, and high alcohol content. And we also oh, yeah. it was technically a blueberry or an oatmeal blonde, we called it, but we yeah. called it a blueberry oatmeal brunette instead because obviously Monica was not yeah. blonde. <laughs> but that's up. the magic of starting with a beer name and working backwards to the recipe. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you is because uh, most brewers, they just start out with like a they have a creation of mind and they want to make a specific flavor. But luckily for you, you start out with a name and you're like, <laughs> yep. how can I achieve that? Yes. <laughs> and sometimes we go both ways. I mean, like the, the beer Hey-o. that we're <laughs> <laughs> one of the beers we're dropping today um, is a Mexican lager, which we've wanted to make. For a long time, a cerveza. I love exactly. Yeah, okay. I love a cerveza. Dos you know Equis. I love Dos Equis. Dos Equis. What about to <laughs> exactly. say? Yeah. And obviously, we're not calling it Corona because yeah. of yeah. Well, well legal reasons, and also like I'm over the COVID Corona memes and stuff. Anyway, so Jake makes this beer, and um, it's really difficult to come up with a presidential themed name for a Mexican lager and not have it cross a line or be offensive or be you know what i mean like that's it's a really hard line to walk so we struggled with like we wanted to call it the wall and (laughs) for obvious reasons we love it that's not that's that's, not allowed we can't i would buy i'd put and my my latina manager is like she she wanted that was her name she wanted that to be and i'm like listen just because you say it's okay, the rest of the internet specifically is going <laughs> to fillet not. us. We cannot. You like, need to put a video of her. I right. named this beer. I endorsed this name. <laughs> so we're like, you know, it's just we can't risk it. It's not worth, you know, whatever. Anyway, so um, I'm a big Hamilton fan. And there's a song in Ham- Hamilton called Aaron Burr. And the whole song is Aaron Burr, sir. So we have Aaron Burr Cerveza is dropping today. Nice. And yet again, another, yeah, like it's the beer was there and there's been a number of times that we've struggled with. We've got a beer. How do we find a name for it? And sometimes you just got to you taste it and you're like, oh, this is a fruity. This is whatever. But is it easier for you to work from the beer name backwards or mm-hmm. from the Absolutely. beer to the name? Yeah. Yeah, name it's way backwards. more fun to start Because usually if we have the name, then we know like, you know, Rutherford B. Hayes, it's got to be a hazy IPA. Of course. Yeah. Super easy. Because I can imagine if you create a beer, now you've pigeonholed yourself with presidential names. So now you have to try to find, yep. yeah, to fit okay. that in there. Yep. Yeah. And there's a lot of directions you can go. There's, you know, the presidents had stories about them. So a beer that I've wanted to do for two years just hasn't happened. Um, Yet. Is uh, on 420, I want to release a beer called I Did Not Inhale. <laughs> And so it doesn't always have to be their name specifically. We were going to do it this year the and then COVID them. ruined our plans. So <laughs> yeah. So. I want to know year. what, what, what does that taste like? Oh, that's a, that's it's a, a stanky, hoppy IPA. IPA. Yeah. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah. And I, we, we share a parking lot with a dispensary. So this is like we're going to have perfect. We're going to have a lot of fun next year. So there, there can be some collaborations. Yeah. I'm going to get drunk and high off this beer. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you didn't inhale. So yeah, right. didn't I didn't inhale. Not inhale. <laughs> I did not inhale paleo. <laughs> Going back to when you got the building, I was curious when you found this building on Portage Road, what were your first thoughts about it? Absolutely not. Really? <laughs> we looked at it online and, you know, because our realtor would basically just send us links. She'd email us like, hey, as soon as something would pop up. So you kept the same realtor <laughs> even after what happened? Yeah, yes. it wasn't well, her not, fault. Yeah, yeah. Oh. it's not always yeah. she. They ghosted her. And oh, so okay. she was trying to track down information and she was amazing. She dealt with us for, I mean, we spent, what, a year trying to find a Probably. space and it was it was hard. Um, So she would send us anytime something came on her radar, she would send it to us. And we were the we were also struggling because we very specifically wanted to be in the south side of Portage. We live at mm. like Oakland and Center ish. So we live here. Our kids go to school here. We go to church here. We work here like we spend our money in South Portage. This is our community. This is our these are our people. This is where we want to be. So that also limited availability as well. Mm -hmm. So she sent us this link and we're looking at it online and it's like this former laser tag arcade place hasn't been touched in 10 years it was shut down 10 years it's had empty for a decade nine yeah. 2010 uh, it was yeah right somewhere in there. there 2009 or 10 they closed down the business and it has just sat there ever since that's wow and it looked great i'm like what am i gonna do with this nasty mini golf course outside and like the outside of the building is still not super pretty but maybe someday we'll fix that so one day i'm out running errands and i just i'm like i'm gonna go drive by just for kicks because we looked at we went and looked, we drove by a couple of the other ones and none of those were options either. We were just out of, we were out of options. So I drove over there and I'm like, this is actually not as bad as I would have thought. The building's good sized. It was a lot bigger than what I thought um, it would have been. So I took a bunch of pictures and came home and I was like, just look at the pictures on my phone. I tried to like be creepy and take pictures inside the windows and stuff. <laughs> and he came around eventually and we're like, all right, we're going to go look at it. And we walked in and it was like, there's spiders and nasty crap everywhere. There's there was like, a sea in there. There's I a, don't really know why. There's a four-wheeler inside the building. Like the, the building owner, I think, was just using it as extra storage. storage. For his I was going to say, you get to keep that. But he <laughs> no, probably I was really it. hoping. We found a, a MacBook from like oh, yeah, like 100 years ago. The, like the, the thick white ones, like yeah. the translucent white ones. <laughs> um, Seen one of those recently. So we like walked through it and we're like, you know, I could start to visualize like maybe this, maybe this isn't such a terrible idea. Um, the laser tag space had really tall ceilings. So there's a video somewhere, a slow-mo video of Jake like running and barreling through <laughs> uh, laser tag obstacles and they're falling down and dust is everywhere. Oh God. <laughs> so after we we watched through and we're like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna think on this. And like the more we thought about it, we're just like, you know, I, I first of all, we don't have any other options. Mm -hmm. But I think with some TLC, and if we can get the price to be right and the landlord was willing to work with us on stuff and help us pay he was gonna pay to rip out all of the mini golf stuff for us so that we could use it all for outdoor seating and he was definitely a part of the reason that we said all right we're gonna do this he was yeah. great to work with well, so. hell yeah he's had an empty building for 10 freaking years he's exactly like, give me money yeah yeah for sure so yeah it was we we almost didn't go that route but like i said we didn't have a whole lot of choices so i'm glad we went to check it out and yeah you turn it into something pretty amazing. The crazy thing is we thought there's no way we're going to use all this space. 
we were actually looking at like leasing out our kitchen to like a bakery or somebody that needed some extra space or whatever because we just didn't think we'd need it and now we're like i need to double the size of the dining room (laughs) i need triple the size of brew house we got to bring we just bought another cooler a uh, giant walk-in cooler to store more kegs. Yeah, it took like three minutes it's to run out of storage. It's crazy how fast. It was crazy. Yeah, we ran right out of space. Oh, that's a good problem to have, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, not mad about it. It's good. It's just an expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's fair. Uh, so, so all this led up, right? When when did you open your doors to the public and start taking money and exchanging it for beer? The, so the <laughs> officially we opened March twenty sixth, two thousand nineteen. Okay. Uh, the original plan was actually to open on President's Day that year. Gotcha. Uh, and I don't remember if you guys remember, or I don't know if you guys remember the eternity of government shutdown that was that yep. winter that led into that. Our federal license was pending for like our alcohol months, license. Three months. So it's typically, they, they said it's a 63-day process on average. I'd filed for that license in October, and we didn't get it until March. Um, wow. So that killed us we couldn't do anything we we missed our date because we couldn't get licensing and since i couldn't get licensing i couldn't get raw materials since i couldn't get that i couldn't make anything like we were just behind on everything so by the time we finally got our license i rushed i made as much beer as i could in such a short window and my uh done date at striker had already been established uh so i'd been out of work now for a month like we can't keep not being open (laughs) It's time right. to move. So, yeah, we we opened as fast as we could uh, once we got our license. And that ended up being the end of March. Um, so, yeah, I can't believe I can't believe it's it feels like you've been open a lot longer than that. People are surprised, I think, yeah. sometimes when they come in and it's because you're all, like, yeah. it's a short time for how much of like you've established. We look yourselves. really professional. <laughs> uh, we have no idea. We what know what that's like. Time, so. Yeah. <laughs> Kaylee makes us look great. Don't uh, be fooled. We fake the rest of it. I know when you walked in, you're like, oh, wow, these mics are so professional. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, they are. We, yeah. Look, you got, we you totally got the, know what we're doing. The did you guards miss, on the mics and everything. Did you miss Josh's underwear hanging from the hallway? Like, I thought you, I, I like, thought you got them. I, <laughs> <laughs> you're totally kidding. They were pants. I moved them because I didn't want you to see that. <laughs> He's like, oh, you guys are all professional. I'm like, ah. That's what everyone says. Everyone says that. Another question I had, uh, why, what kind of drove you guys to be very veteran friendly? Because I noticed whenever I walk in, you guys are all about veterans. You're all about helping those, that particular crowd out. Where did that come from? You seem very patriotic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think what it comes down to is um, just a little bit about us. We are, we're pretty deep in our faith and and Mm -hmm. part of our faith is that you should care about people besides yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so as we were opening this thing up, we, we had that in, in our minds, like, how do we use this to benefit somebody besides Jake and Kaylee? Um, and the most obvious, uh, easy, easy directive there was like, look, this is presidential brewing. We're going to support our veteran community here. Uh, there's a lot of veterans around us. How can we give back to them? And, uh, there's a lot of opportunities to do that. And we had come across a group called zero day, um, that is a, it's, not exactly a veteran rehabilitation, uh, but it's it's more for people that have struggled after they've come back out of the armed forces, uh, and it'll help them learn you know specific job skills and um, give them really marketable skills to go out and find new work. Uh, so I really liked what they were doing, uh, and I wanted to figure out how we could support them. And we had in our minds, we we kind of knew we wanted to do a beer it forward kind of thing. Uh, so. 
the buy a veteran a beer wall was something that that was kind of born out of all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love the idea of I, I think the reality is that I know I can do some to help the community, but if I can get people to rally with me, man, what an impact we can make! And so we started this veteran beer wall thing, and you know I I hung the first few tags on there uh, from from me, and then other people started. What's that? What's that thing? And uh, people get excited. They get a chance to do to do something good for somebody else. And it's also not that hard to pull off. Like, oh, yeah, I'll just yeah. buy an extra beer. Like and I've now done something good. And hopefully that makes somebody's day. Uh, so we ask people to write on the tags to some sort of message. And, and my hope is that someday a veterans combing through and they see something that really hits home. Uh, we've had it before where they see like, oh, this was my unit. I don't know who nobody knows who the tags came from unless they write their name down but Mm -hmm. the the heart of the whole thing was to do something generous to somebody uh just because that's what i think we're called to do uh and and the veteran community seems like the um the best place to invest our attention um and and it's it's been really fun since we got that started I was in last year compared to what I was in last week. I noticed that you probably had to install more supports because that it's uh-huh. it is there is a lot of tags. It, it's definitely there. gotten weighed down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, that's 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 the power of the community. Um, if it were just me trying to impact this thing, it wouldn't have made anywhere near that kind of difference. But people get excited to be part of a thing, and and we just we just took the first step, and then really without everybody backing this up with us, yeah. man, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have mattered a whole lot. But. Yeah. Because I, I remember I was at the Beer Olympics you guys had last year. Oh, yeah. And I saw that. And I don't think, I think it was one of your buddies that was there too. And I asked him, and his dad actually, because I work with his dad, his dad told me about it, power in numbers. Yeah. And I yeah. think people genuinely want to do nice things for other people. Yeah. It's hard sometimes to see the good in the world, especially when we spend our time on Facebook and social media and see all the divisiveness, um, especially in our current political climate. But if you give somebody a very affordable and easy way to do something nice for somebody else, they'll take advantage of it. And it's cool to see people embracing that idea. And even if it's just something as simple as buying a beer for somebody else, just to say, hey, thanks. I appreciate what you did. Mm -hmm. People love that. They love the ability to do something. And it's cool to be able to facilitate that on our end. I also have a number of friends that are veterans, too. And and it's something that, that didn't appeal to me. At that age, I was not ready to go to boot camp and, and try to <laughs> yeah. do any of that. But but me, the person that couldn't will myself to do that is incredibly appreciative of everybody that has. Uh, and so having these friends and, and I've always had this kind of tendency if I'm out with them, I want to buy them a beer. And so these it was just kind of this conglomerate of all these crazy ideas that came together. And, mm-hmm. and now here we have a buy a veteran a beer wall. That's amazing. Don't miss us for too long. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back. Now it's time to sit back, relax, break out the bearskin rug, and lay down by the fire with those sweet massage oils with Josh and Laura. You also, I've noticed, treat your staff significantly well, especially for the industry that you're in because the service or food industry or I have noticed a that bar. Laura and I have a lot of friends that are in the service industry. And when we, we went to presidential last week, Laura commented on it. Uh, and even before that, I think you've mentioned a lot how the staff at your establishment seems they smile. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's not even that. It's it's I see I see you post regularly about your staff or an amazing thing that they've done or how you couldn't be where you are without them and and you don't see other establishments doing stuff like that regularly. Yeah, I mean it's it's the truth. Um our front of house staff specifically um almost all of them have been with us since day one. Oh, so okay. it's it's a family. Um these are people who took a chance on us and that's not an easy thing to do. When we hired a lot of people, it was at the beginning of February last year and we didn't open till the end of March. We didn't know I had to tell people when I'm interviewing, we don't have our open date yet. Like mm-hmm. I need to get I need to hire people, but I can't tell you when I can start paying you. I don't know. Um but they stuck around for and, that. And yeah, and like the first few months like the first day that we opened, we had two iPads to take orders and it was the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Like, <laughs> we literally the next day we were closed the next day and went to Best Buy and bought like a thousand dollars worth of iPads <laughs> because we we're like, this was bad. So like the first couple of weeks, especially were so stressful and any new business is stressful. But my crew took the brunt of it. You know, they're the ones that are out there and tell, having to tell people like, sorry, we've got a one hour wait for food right now. And, you know, taking care of our customers and working through all of the kinks of starting a new business. And so a majority of the people that are serving and bartending now were there at the beginning. And the fact that they stuck it out with us and toughed it out during the craziness of the beginning. And then that drop off last summer, like our traffic dropped way down. Oh, wow. Uh, Like we had this huge rush initially and then it got nice outside and everyone's like, cool, we're going to go grill out instead. Yeah. So it was just there's a lot of ups and downs and a lot of unknowns. And the fact that they all are completely bought in, they understand the vision of what we're trying to be. I can trust that they're going to treat my guests the same way that I would treat them. Um, Like we literally couldn't do what we do without them giving a crap, you know, and like they're not just there to make a buck. I mean, they are and I want them to make money, but they all have their own little sets of regulars that come in and, and, you know, they've each kind of got their own personalities and people will come in specifically for Hallie or for Shelby or for Lindsay or for Courtney because they know like, oh, my gosh, every time I come in here, this person treats me like I'm their best friend. Yeah. So, yeah, I we try to shout them out as much as we can because it's we don't do. I mean, Jake, Jake does the beer. I yell at people on the Internet, but yep. <laughs> they're the ones that run the show. I would say you given uh, it's not even just like the shout outs or the out of girls or out of boys for the people that you work or that work for you. But uh, you have their back when it comes to customers oh, attacking 100%. them, like with with the whole mask rules. I know you call them. What do you was it? Mask mask holes? Holes. <laughs> yeah. On the internet, and I was like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> well, and, it, and and with the employees that we hired too, it's it's important to remember that uh, we had never run a restaurant before. Like Kaylee worked in the industry uh, a decent amount, but I had I literally had never done it. Um, so we needed people that had some experience, and we wanted them to contribute. We wanted them to feel like they were building this thing with us because I didn't know any better. Like, <laughs> You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Come here. tell us how to do this so that we don't <laughs> suck. Yeah, yeah was- we had, I very intentionally only hired people that had experience. Like I was a server bartender for 10 years. So I know what it's like to work on that side of things. Um, and it, we always wanted to create a culture where people wanted to come to work. They felt valued. They felt respected. Um, so I intentionally hired a team that knew what they were doing, had a background in this industry. And we like we spent a couple times before we ever opened, like sitting around the big picnic tables at one well with these people, like we'll buy you beer and food if we can just pick your brains about things and trying to figure out like, 
what should our policy be on this and how should we handle tipping out well, and nobody how we... does it like that no. so you're doing something the way in my opinion that it should be done well thanks we uh yeah we always wanted it to feel like a community i always hate when any of our staff introduces <clears throat> us to like a parent will come in and they'll be like oh yeah this is my boss i'm like ew no i'm not i don't like that yeah. <laughs> i'm your friend that's weird and like it's hard to you have to walk the line of like the the friendship to yeah boss line is difficult mm-hmm. at times um but honestly 90 percent of the time it is it's easy it's natural i think because we have strong friendships like at the beginning of quarantine our staff were the only people we hung out with so we're like, well, we're working together all day. We're not seeing anybody else. So like after work, we'd run takeout and then everyone would come over and play cards at our house. And like they they really are family to us. And I always want our people. I've worked in enough places that I did not feel mm-hmm. respected. I didn't feel, feel like my voice could be heard. I didn't feel like I could make suggestions or bring things to management or ownership. Yeah, I and I never want like our that. place to be like that. I don't have time for that. Uh, speaking of like, Corona and how it impacted you. What do you? What were you guys doing during the shutdown? Like you were doing like a lot of delivery and stuff, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was in a weird time, man. We <laughs> like Michigan was like on the tail end of things. It seemed like for the first couple of months of this year, like COVID was just this thing that was happening like overseas, and then okay, a little bit on the East Coast, and maybe a little bit over in California, but like it didn't really seem like it was going to make its way here. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't expecting it, and then all of a sudden, it was like. Hey, we got emails from the some of the local entities and they're like, hey, you guys have to shut down at three o'clock today. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, that's the amount of oh, notice. A couple days, I was about to ask. Yeah. It was just bam. Hey, I, got, I got that email at one o'clock. The Thursday before <laughs> you have two um, hours, shut it I down. was sitting at the bar um, with I was at Jack's with my best friend and we got the notification that night that schools were going to be closed the next day on Friday. And then, like through probably what was it? A two weeks. It was, week? two, weeks, it was a two yeah. week shutdown at that or time. Three weeks. That's right, because it was right at uh, spring break. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So we're yeah. like, okay, cool. And then a couple days later on Monday, it was just one of those like we're waiting and waiting and waiting for things to happen. And um, that that same Thursday, we had gone. Um, what? Where were we? Oh, we were at a business. We're in this business growth class thing over at Western, and started to see like some news reports of things and we're seeing that sam's club in town had started selling out of toilet paper already (laughs) and we're like the (laughs) panic buying had started and the schools were not even shut down yet so i'm like well we have cases of toilet paper at the brewery so we when they're all individually wrapped so we that night went back to the brewery made a pyramid of toilet paper on the bar and we gave away a free roll of toilet paper with every purchase and nice. just to like <laughs> stop it just to kind of like be facetious about it you know and yeah. we're like i posted a picture on facebook and i'm like we heard that sam's club's out of toilet paper so if you're worried like for every beer you buy i'll give you a roll of toilet paper and people thought it was hilarious because this is back you it, know it was hilarious in the funny days of covid when it was like oh lol better buy some toilet paper <laughs> the great so then just a few days later we get a notice at 1 p.m that we have two more hours open and then we have to shut down so we we shut down that night and the next morning came back and um, figured out how to set up takeout, which we'd never done before. So I found an app online that we could use that was pretty cheap and like plugged all of our menu items in it, set it up on our website. And we're like, I guess we're going to try this. Is this. this is our life now. <laughs> but yeah. like for us, we didn't have a choice. We there there were a lot of businesses that had the option to, OK, we're just going to shut down for a couple of weeks or for a month or whatever. We're just going to take this time to like work on some projects around the building and all that kind of stuff. And we didn't have that choice. We we couldn't afford 
And this was pre-relief packages. This is pre-all of that stuff. And you didn't know that stuff was going to come either. Right. So Right. And even for two weeks, we're like, I don't, we, we can't shut down for two weeks. This is, you know, at the time we thought this was just going to be a short little, that's all right. We'll do takeout for two weeks. No big deal. Like the cute stage of quarantine where you're baking things and you're doing craft projects with your kids and you're not going to kill each other because you're sick of each other. You've so only done like, 15 it's puzzles. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> so we started doing that. And then I think that it was the next week we offered beer delivery. Uh, I remember that. I remember. Which that was a animal, man. Yeah, Tell I remember seeing the picture on Facebook specifically where he had to run to Grand Rapids to get more cans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We ran I out of crawlers. Yeah. yeah. And then we had to drive. It took us two over two hours to drive home because the cans didn't fit in the trailer we brought. <laughs> so we had to put them in the back of his pickup truck. And if we went more than like 10 miles an hour, they threatened to fly out of the back of the truck. That was fun. I lost about four years of my life on that drive home. It was very <laughs> stressful. Stressing out. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was not a good time angry so, gripping the steering wheel like oh god yeah no literally that's that's what it was so yeah that was the whole thing was very weird we kind of we had to pivot we didn't have an, any other option really Pivot. it was like hey we're gonna do what we gotta do turns out people loved beer delivery that was a fun hell yeah they do it was a novelty <laughs> honestly for a little bit i think there was a lot of people like we i came in right here to, did a lot of deliveries in uh in your neighborhood right here um and it was like oh cool i can get beer delivered to my door that's awesome. Well, uh, and at the time, there were no yeah. other breweries that were doing. Yeah, that nobody else was doing yeah. it here. Yeah. So, so we did that for a while. Like the first week, it was ten stops, and it was all like our regulars, our mug clubbers, you know. And so Jake just did that. The second week, there were twenty stops. So I jumped in and helped with a couple, and then it was forty, and then it was sixty, and we were averaging like right around sixty deliveries a week I remember for that. the bulk of the summer. I remember seeing the posts uh, you would make now that I know who makes them. Yeah, that's always um, <laughs> that. Hey, we're sold out. We can't do anything else today. Yeah, and we I was did like, that with takeout wow. often. Wow. Yeah. Um, the the Kalamazoo menu group was a huge help to us in that. And it just like there were 30 some thousand people looking for, hey, ha- where can I go support local restaurants? Where can I buy things that are going to keep these places open, which mm-hmm. was incredible. And we had so many new people who had never even heard of us. And they're like, well, I'm going to, we had people driving from Battle Creek to come get food and Otsego. And wow. so we started having to have people reserve their time slots for takeout in advance so that, because our kitchen's only so big, you know, we have a small kitchen. So um, after a couple days of like two hour wait times and stuff, I'm like, we can't do this. This isn't going to work. So we started pre-selling our takeout spots and we would open that at 11 a.m. and we'd be sold out by noon. Wow. And people would they'd be buying food for dinner. But if you didn't get on at 11 o'clock and make your food order for 6 p.m., you weren't going to get it. You snooze, you lose, Which was freaking wild. Like never in a million years did I think that would be something we'd be dealing with. The beer delivery got me. It was just I know the first few weeks of quarantine, everyone's at home getting smashed off their faces. So somebody's going to deliver me more beer. Yes, yeah. please. It was kind of fun too because I remember I I did like the first delivery and I brought it up to the door. I'm like the beer fairy's here, and <laughs> I got like this great chuckle out of it. And so I told Kaylee about how uh, the beer fairy was a thing. We just started calling ourselves the beer fairy. <laughs> like so, we'd be bringing beer around to everybody. And in the peak of uh, beer delivery, we had 180 orders to deliver one week. In wow. one night, in three hours. It was one night. One yeah, three hours. Yeah, it we was when we drivers. we dropped Sherbert Hoover. The pink wow. beer. And the pink beer went viral on Facebook. Suck it, Santa. And they were, right? It was nuts. There were all these people that were like, I don't even drink beer, but that's hot pink. 
and tastes like raspberries, I'm buying it. <laughs> I actually ordered like fairy wings off Amazon for all our drivers. So they yes. would, like show up literally wearing fairy wings to drop, off, to drop off beer. But we brought back all of our employees that day. We had 10 people driving, plus one of my friends randomly came to help out. <laughs> so there were 10 of us going all over the county, bringing beer to people, Shit, wearing we fairy wings. We didn't have anything to do. <laughs> We were seriously sitting We got here. tons of offers for that. Honestly, people are like, can I come drive for you so I can get out of my house? I'm like, <laughs> sure. I pay in beer. Yeah, it was it was a crazy time. And once restaurants started opening back up in June, a lot of that scaled back. Once people mm-hmm. could go out again, um, we ended up, we, we haven't done delivery for a little while just because we weren't getting the same volume of orders. But I think we might bring it back someday just for novelty reasons. Yeah. Maybe that, once we've got yeah. four wheel drive, so maybe once the snow hits and and people are snowed in, we'll go. Uh, we'll drop you some. Is we'll, there we'll such be a thing Santa. as a snow day anymore? Be careful because, with what you yeah. offer, because people are going to start. <laughs> oh my god! I heard you're going to deliver during the snow. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm down. So when you had all those orders, was he making macros for Excel to give yes, you the most? Yes, I absolutely <laughs> was. Hundred percent. Yes. How do you think we got all of our labels? So for everyone, we'd have like our stack of bags, uh-huh. and then we'd get all of our orders. Ex- uh, export those into an Excel spreadsheet. Jake would do his, he diddle the keyboard a little bit. And then all of a sudden I'd have stickers that had the person's name and a checklist of each beer that was supposed to go in that bag and which route they were on. Cause we'd have to split up the routes among however many drivers we had. So yes, his nerdery oh, yeah. was delivery is a whole nother monster. Dude, it's, I don't think it's we could have done it if I, at least not to the extent that we got to, I don't think we could have dealt with 180 orders if I hadn't, been able to build a system like that so thank you excel for uh yeah seriously shout out to my your powerful skills <laughs> oh so we've smashed on all the beers here uh, i want to talk about your food menu for a hot second uh you obviously watch the office I obviously Jake, watch The Office. Jake heavily watches The Office. I passively watch The Office. She watches it because it's on in the background while I'm actively Parks and Rec is attention. the superior show, but that's fine. It's the same creators, so I think it's allowed. Yeah, it's, yeah. They're like, they're it cousins. fits. It's close enough. Yeah. Uh, but everybody knows The Office is the OG. But no, so like uh, Scott's Tots, I assume, is what you're mm-hmm. referring to. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. We, we love um, just kind of toying with like there, people are going to see that and recognize it and if, if you don't see it and recognize it that's on you but but when but <laughs> when people shit, do basically when, when people that are like which there wasn't a president named scott like, right they think scott was the owner or something and i'm yeah. like f scott fitzgerald that's but our, when people our do see it and that clicks it's like oh cool like hey mr scott yeah oh man <laughs> what you gonna do uh, and, and so I, I love little quirks like that. So so we have that built through like our whole menu has all that kind of stuff in it. We we do things like that too. Like our Wi-Fi password at the brewery is Al Gore nineteen ninety nine. I did see that. Uh, <laughs> It was and, the year he invented the internet. And yeah, when people ask us our Wi-Fi password and I tell them, I wait for the reaction because I want to see that moment it clicks and they realize like, ooh, that's a that's a fun little thing. So did, did you ever do you ever tell them and they it doesn't click and they're like, all right, yes. cool, thanks. And yes. they just go off yes. and you're like, well, and we just we just let them go. Yeah. And then I'm just sad. If I have to explain it to you, I'm not gonna Aww. worry about it. But uh, yeah, I love those moments where somebody looks at something and they're just not expecting it to be there. So the Scott's Tots thing is one of those things for me. I, I love to watch when people are looking at the menu and they see that and they're like, oh. Our hand washing <laughs> instructions in the bathroom, like the little step by step, it's the lyrics to 8 Mile. So yeah, if you read, I saw if that you read through that. it, like you got to sing, you got to sing 8 Mile. I was doing that in my head. Or not 8 Mile. Um, lose, lose Yourself. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Lose yourself. Mom's Spaghetti. 
speaking about your food menu, so you obviously were a brewer first. What did food come along into this process? Because <laughs> it had to. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean it had to? There's got to be a story. Legally, there. it had to. We have to serve food if you serve alcohol and portage. But we could have a popcorn machine and get away with that. Okay. okay. Uh, oh. No? You have to have a full lunch and dinner menu in Portage. Oh, um, yeah. In the city of Portage, specifically. If yeah. you're going to have a brewery in Portage. So we, we had to, but... For more reasons than that, a brewery usually has greater odds of success by adding that food element. Especially uh. in our location. We're in the, the clientele that are in South Portage. They're largely families. Uh. It's, it's not the bar crowd. Mm-hmm. Our, the people generally who come to see us, are they're looking for food and beer. Um, we, would, we actually do about 50-50 sales yeah. food to alcohol. So um, originally, like if Jake had his druthers, we would have just done beer. And like we were going to we toyed around. With, I had my druthers. We'll just <laughs> I wish I had my druthers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you had my druthers instead. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> freaking weirdo. Um, we were going to like we toyed around with maybe we'll just like do some pizzas or maybe we'll just do like there was a time where I was I was strategizing this whole menu of hot dogs. And like, because what? what's more American than a hot dog? I mean, yeah, I was, be like an Arizona hot. Dog I wanted a hot know. dog for every state, and like, you know, Ohio would have like the skyline chili dog, and like Wisconsin would be a super cheesy cheese dog. Okay, and I can like, get on board you know with what I mean? Things that so, may still happen, maybe someday. But we never intended originally to have a full kitchen. Um, and then we we partnered with a family member who has experience in kitchen food service world. He kind of came in, helped us design the menu, figure out, you know, how do we maximize? We have a small kitchen space. So how do we create a menu that's going to cross pollinate a lot of these ingredients? So a lot of our tots you can also get in burger form or in pizza form or, you know, so that was really helpful to us not having any background on the kitchen side. Like, Mm -hmm. how do we create? We wanted comfort food, like slightly elevated bar food. I don't want to be a place where you're going to come in and expect a nice seafood dinner. like. That's not us. Go to the cove. Yeah. If you want a steak, go to Latitude. If you want the nastiest, best greasy burger ever, go to RJ's. If you want like solid, good food, come hang out with us. Like it's not fancy, but it's not deep fried bar food either. I love that you called it comfort food because like, yeah, it's like <laughs> tots and like there's so many different variations of tots in there. I, I don't. Wait till you <laughs> see me post about our, our special today. It's the, Ooh, the PBC peak. bowl. Oh, yeah. Which is like the KFC famous bowl. And it's literally mashed potatoes and gravy and chicken tenders and corn. You get out right now. It's <laughs> We're going to presidential. I'm very excited. <laughs> but yeah, like the we we knew we wanted to do food, but we also never wanted food to be the only reason people came to see us. But uh, surprise. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> So like our, our original intent, and at least for me, I, I wanted to be known as a brewery. That was really important to to me is to like, this is a beer place and we, we need to have good food to go with it. But this is a brewery at the end of the day. And, and we uh, we have that kind of power struggle sometimes with, with the food and even now introducing mini golf. I don't want to be a mini golf place. I want to be a brewery that you can go mini golf at. And they're, yeah. they're just different, right? Yeah. So it's we're we do try to work at keeping those two things in uh, in balance with one another where it's beer first and then also that food's got to measure up. Uh, if it doesn't, you're going to really have a hard time. So that's where we landed. Uh, and it's been, um, it's evolved a lot since we first opened. I feel like we're better at it now than we used to be. 
That's for sure. <laughs> that's and that that's a lot of fun. It's neat to to see people talking about us in in all the different contexts, whether it be food or beer or even the outside experience. Now, we're a more complete business than I think we used to be, which is great. That's awesome. I've heard a couple of people like talking about presidential here and there, like or a post that you made t- calling people mascals, and how they thought it was hilarious <laughs> at other bars. <laughs> And I'm messaging, and I'm like, ah, you know, I just want to let you know this is funny. <laughs> you talk a lot about the the brewery, a lot about the business. How is it juggling your your home life? You know, having a family and also running your your business. How is like? Do you have like fam local family support or anything like that? We do. Where- we do. We're we're really fortunate to have. Um, you know, Jake's parents are over in Richland. My mom's up in Plainwell. My dad's a couple hours away, but not too far. And. We've got siblings around here. We've got a really strong, um, just a strong support system. We've got a great neighborhood full of people willing to watch our kids. We've got a great church family full of people willing to watch our kids. Um, anytime we are overloaded and, and need a hand, we're, we're definitely lucky to have that structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, it's funny. Anybody who comes in the brewery knows Maddie. She's our, our almost six-year-old, and she has grown up in that building, and She's just she loves people. She likes to chat. She'll go sit down with strangers, which sometimes I'm like, am I a bad mom? Because like she does not comprehend stranger <laughs> no danger. No boundaries. Like I need to <laughs> we need to work on that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's been interesting. It's I think it's a unique thing to have the two of us together, like being on this journey together. If I was still like if I was working a corporate job full time and this was Jake's project, there would I think that would create a disconnect or vice versa you know but the fact that we're both in it all the time is a good thing and a tough thing at times it's hard to leave work behind we can't it's hard to you know we'll be out on a date night and we're talking about work stuff we're laying in bed and we're talking about work stuff it's hard to turn that off but at the same time i think it's been a blessing because we're we're able to communicate about that stuff well because we both get it you know, like we're both I'm not trying to tell him about something that happened at work today <laughs> with like a bunch of people he doesn't know and right. has never met yeah. with like he was there. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And like he would come home and talk to me about like nerd stuff at Stryker. And I would just like <laughs> my eyes would glaze over and I'm like, OK, cool. Sorry that you had a bad day. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I like how you sum up his life before you as just nerd stuff. Yeah. It really, like, I just don't I don't even pretend to understand any of that nonsense. Um <laughs> But I think just, yeah, the fact that we're in it together, it's it makes it frustrating at times when it's like, you know, why didn't you tell me about this? Or I thought I asked you to help me with this. And when we're t- we're literally together like 24 seven, which That's is impressive to be stressful on any two people like romantically involved or not. Like, yeah, being like a work safe word where you're like, <laughs> we should we don't yeah. talk about work. If if I say this, we should no, like, yeah. but I love that idea. Th- that's uh, Oval th- that's Office. a Oval Office. I'm going to carry around a, t- a tiny red phone and just like, pick yeah, it up and be like, nope, nope. So, yeah, it's we've we've gotten a lot better about it a year and a half, almost two years into things, I think, learning how to how to balance things. And the the best part about it for me is that we we each have as you guys have heard throughout this episode, you know, we each kind of have our thing that we do. Jake handles all the beer. He does the accounting and the nerd stuff. fix it stuff and the nerd stuff. And, you know, I handle front of house stuff and marketing and design stuff. And, um, you know, we each kind of have our zones and we each have our areas that we take care of. Um, I think the probably the toughest part is 
when our areas overlap and like we fought about this beer name, the the Mexican lager. <laughs> this is what I wanted to hear. Like legitimately, like, oh yeah, like yelled at each other. Well, I mean, I yelled at him. It, it, came, it came to blows. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I yelled at him largely because I'm like, you don't even have a better name. Like, why are you? Why are you still fighting me about this? Like, I have a freaking awesome name. So shut up. You are wrong. We use the phrase like, "This is a hill I'm willing to die on." A lot. Yep. And I can see that. One. I think we've learned over the last year how to like. This is something I don't have a strong opinion on, so you just go ahead and do what you want. You die on that versus hill. I'll just be over right. Here. <laughs> you know, like we were. He was painting the bridges on the mini golf course and like updating the ropes on the mini golf course and stuff and all of those colors. Like I just, I could give you my opinion, but I just don't really care enough. So you just go ahead and you make that choice. But when it comes to this freaking Mexican lager, I will fight you <laughs> to the death, like Aaron Burr. <laughs> I will not shoot you. I promise. But. I just want to say I think the colors on the mini golf course look outstanding. <laughs> I Fantastic. appreciate the support. Well, yeah, you are a gentleman a and a scholar and a credit <laughs> yeah. to your society. Thank you, sir. I Thank did you. not pay attention to the mini golf that much because I was huddled around the fire. Because as I'm from Florida, mm. oh bless. No yeah. idea about breweries or what those were till I came to Michigan. So <laughs> don't be mad at me when I don't understand half the shit you guys were talking about. <laughs> That's fine. Totally fine. Well, the other thing, too, like uh, just talking about overall balance between work and, and keeping a family life, uh, part of what makes this functional is that we do have a good enough team that we can not be in the building sometimes. Uh, so a lot of times Word. we are uh, you, you're rarely going to find us there on a Sunday. Um, that's that's kind of our day to disconnect. We have our church and we go and do that and we play sorry with our kids. And and uh, so but we couldn't do that had it not been for a staff that, that we built up enough level of trust with that that they've continued to execute well enough. And, and so we are able to find our balance because we've got a good team mm -hmm. uh, without that. Sure. This would have been we would still be pretty out of whack as owners. That puts a lot. That's like a, a lot of trust from you guys, but also like the fact that you don't need to be micromanaging your oh, stuff. All it's the time so nice. Is, that's 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 nice to have. Yeah, we generally try to be accessible. You know, yeah. our staff knows that they can call us or text us if they've got an issue or a question about something. Um, but we we made that choice from day one. We we now have an assistant general manager who is also our kitchen manager. Um, and she just kind of she's a power horse and just runs the show for us. But we never had like floor managers. We told all of our staff from day one: if you have a customer that's upset about something. Don't come look for me for permission to throw a discount on their tab or to throw them a free beer. Make the situation right. Own it right in that moment. Mm -hmm. um, we trust you guys to use your judgment. And we provided you know, some general parameters like, hey, if this happens, throw them a round of beers. If their food's taken forever, cover some beer. If, they're, you know, if something goes wrong, use this discount button, that kind of thing. But they've, they were all empowered from day one to just solve problems in the moment instead of having to, well, I have to go ask a manager because nobody wants to, nobody wants to be that guy to yeah. complain anyway. Most people don't anyway. So then when your server's like, well, I have to go get a manager, like it's awkward and then you feel bad and like, I don't want people to feel weird. I want people to give us honest feedback and say, hey, like my tots came out and they were a little cold. Okay. My server's going to take care of it. I don't have to feel guilty or feel bad about it. And my server doesn't have to chase down somebody else to get a computer password to be able to give a 20% discount on something like that just yeah it's, that a, it's a waste of time empowers what? them a little bit yeah. too to make make those kind of decisions you're teaching them managerial skills and then they look better yeah. they get to look good to the customer because yeah. they get to say dude i'm gonna take care of that i'm gonna handle it for you 
let me solve this problem. Here's a free beer while you wait. Boom, done. It elevates our level of service and it elevates that makes me the way my staff feels. Trust your server more. Like right, exactly. Can make these awesome decisions if something went wrong or well being micromanaged is miserable. Nobody likes it. I think we've all had that job, right? Yeah. Micromanagement. Man. The worst. Just the the pit. So like we we just kind of knew coming into this that's not that's not a good place to be as an employee. And if you want to have happy employees, don't do that. Like it's it's clear as day. So we we knew from the get go we wanted to empower our team to to do what they were going to need to do without having to be in the way of everything. So I hear you're building next summer a deck. Oh, <laughs> a stage, a stage. Yeah. So so the beer garden's been a lot of fun, um, and we actually didn't anticipate being able to do that this year. Um, turns out we had a lot of free time this summer. Uh, so <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yippee. Started started uh, going gung ho in our planning. Um, but yeah, the we got basically the framework is in place, and and what comes next now is we've got um, a spot for a stage um, that uh, is going to be a nice outdoor venue that we can actually like. I'm a music guy. I love music, and it's you hard to say. Bring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> believe it or not, um, very talented man over here. Yeah. <laughs> so. So we have we've had musicians play in the brewery, but we can't really have a full band. Uh, if you can imagine a drum set in a tiny room with eight foot ceilings and cement floors, I can imagine just... a drum set oh. in a party bus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> now, been there. Thanks to you, <laughs> in a creeper van. Oh yeah. goodness. So yeah, we're we're gonna have a stage out there. Um, I, and for those of you guys that lack context, I also play drums for a band in town called Rock RX. Uh, I've heard of them. We just have so much fun playing and. Uh, I'm excited to to get our band on this stage at some point, just yeah. to come out and and uh, you know have have some faces melted. Maybe you guys are gonna open <laughs> breaking your stage, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. Somebody's got a Chris in the stage. Right. Why shouldn't it be me? Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. So uh, yeah, we've got an outdoor stage that we're gonna put in next year, and then we're also adding an outdoor bar as well. So uh, you were talking about these bricks this brick layout tell me more about that so yeah right in front of the stage um is uh the dance floor because what kind of you know awesome band doesn't need people on the dance floor uh so the dance floor though is made up of uh most of our patio is is concrete pavers and then we're gonna have in this in this rectangle it's they're literally building it right now uh it's an american flag uh made out of bricks and one of the things that's kind of cool is um, we sold individual red bricks out of this flag for customizations uh, so people could be part of the beer garden forever. So we uh, ran a campaign and, and offered these bricks out and uh, used it as a little bit of a fundraiser for Zero Day again, too. Um, but it was to help us pay for our beer garden. And uh, we were able to sell 91 customized bricks that are now going to be in this beer garden forever. Uh, awesome. So you'll be able to come out and, I don't know, claim your fiefdom. Uh- <laughs> Your feet, though. Lord have mercy. <laughs> but I mean, like, no I'm gonna, I'm you. dancing on this brick and this brick only. This is mine. <laughs> this is my brick. <laughs> hey, you get off my brick. Yes, One exactly. Brick. One brick only. When and you're done with the stage, is there? Are you excluding any type of entertainment? Like, because I know you had a comedy show I the other don't know night. What you're asking? Yeah, I was about right. to say. <laughs> no, no, I'm, what I'm, I'm saying, not installing a pole in the family middle. friendly. <laughs> Josh. Well, yes, what I'm saying is like, I know you had a comedy show the other night. Um, obviously, bands, music. Is there any other entertainment that you'd want to see in your beer garden what on other the stage? Emerg- yeah, I, I think we're open to like a, a drum lot circle? of- I'm down. We're open to stuff, really, <laughs> yeah, what it comes yeah. down to. So, so at, the, at the core of this place, 
our goal was to build a, a brewery that builds community. Mm-hmm. Um, so so our our hope is to bring people together, which is a horrible strategy in 2020. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but yeah. outside of that, it's a really cool idea. And, and we get a chance to give people a reason to meet their neighbors, to give people a reason to come together and and make new friends. And, and so any kind of any version of entertainment is a lot of fun to do that. So that's why we have comedy nights. That's why we have music come out and play. We've done um, some really cool trivia like we have a weekly trivia and then we've had uh, this guy, Kevin, that does the office trivia. And that's that's a hoot. Uh, he's incredible. He comes from the east side of Michigan and and does this trivia and and it's just wild. So when it, when is that? Is that like weekly or is that we, special event? We've done two of them so far. Um, the the ones that we've recently tried to do have been during COVID, so they've been very mm-hmm. small events just because of distancing and everything. So we'll probably once once we can open up again at full capacity, then we'll we'll schedule another one. But. Yeah, I can see you uh, having like a Dundee ceremony. Oh yeah, on the new stage for sure. My yeah. my staff literally one of them texted me a, a few weeks ago and said, "When are the prezies?" I'm like, uh, <laughs> "Well, let me tell you which award you would win." <laughs> That's when you show up to their house early in the morning. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Toby. <laughs> oh yeah. So I I mean it's. We we want to use that stage. We want to use this space as a means of continuing to build community and and providing entertainment. Because let's be frank, there's not a lot to do in Portage. Uh, so let's let's fix that. There's now a really cool space, and and you can come do all sorts of different stuff here uh, and experience different versions of entertainment. Like Summer Beer Olympics next year is going to yes. be lit. Yeah, Sam. we we actually you know after we did Beer Olympics back in. Uh, January, we'd wanted to do a Fourth of July beer Olympics. Still got my medal, by the way. It's upstairs. Yeah. Oh yeah. my it god! Big winner over here. Go. I won way the gold. To go, by the I won the gold. Won the you gold. just. Yeah. I mean, toot, toot. as you should. That's an accomplishment. It, it really was, is. Yeah. The first ever beer Olympics. I need you to have another beer Olympics so somebody can beat him because I'm sick of hearing <laughs> that about this. That will never happen. Never. I will so. recruit men. If you're listening, somebody <laughs> needs to beat Josh. I can't take this anymore. If I have to listen to one more story about the gold, the time he won the gold medal at the Beer Olympics for tossing a every keg. every chance I get. No, no, that was that was different. Okay, whatever. That was at Oktoberfest. I tossed the keg. Yeah, this this yeah. was multiple events. Like honestly, this this is a masterful achievement. Uh, yes. in my opinion, it took us weeks to clean our floors. <laughs> oh, it did. It was... There was like a oh no half an inch layer of beer just covering the entire floor. I think after that point, we will my be shoes there for the next. To the floor for weeks. It'll be fun. It was disgusting. But yeah, that that would be another thing that we can do outside. Like, oh yeah, have, definitely have the beer Olympics going and and who <sighs> we knows? do things like I mean we do uh, beer yoga often. So I mean, oh, we used yes. to do it inside, and then COVID we've been doing it outside. So we had forty people show up a couple weeks ago wow. to do yoga in the beer garden. Yeah. Now it's getting a little bit too cold to do that, so it's probably the last one for the season. But um, we do a lot of craft workshops. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, again, since COVID happened, those have been on hiatus. But there's a guy named Vinny who runs a group called Make Michigan. And he like he comes in in this like 80s neon windbreaker suit. I'm here. And he's like legit like millennial. What's the Richard Simmons? Richard Simmons. There we go. He's got like music. He's doing jumping jacks. Through the, he's like telling you, like, get your glue guns, get your glue guns. And he's like doing it's it's pretty fantastic. Freaking riot. He's awesome. incredible. So I can't wait to we do some going more yeah, like, outdoor, outdoor crafting workshops and 
we used to do an open mic night every week. Like this is like a, a history of all the things we used to do back when we could do cool stuff. Do people but. snap their fingers? Like after, oh yeah. You oh snap. yeah. Okay, it was clap. like people. It's it's wild. Vinny's got he has a following. People will come to events. They don't even care what they're making. They'll just show up just because they love him. All right. I can me. see that. Got it. Make Michigan is the <laughs> Facebook page. So definitely hop over there and wait for those events to come back because he's a delight. So election is right around the corner. Um, do you guys have anything planned for election day or after before right there? Yes, absolutely. Can you can you spill it or no? Uh, yeah, I, I've got. Uh, so election day is huge for us in 2020 it's presidential election at presidential brewing are you kidding me yeah uh so we have um a few things and and we don't have everything all the way figured out yet but one thing i'll tell you now is you should start saving all of your political mail all the postcards that clog uh, up your mailbox every day i could dig those right back out of the trash because i just tossed about, 17 of them does that, does that include the letters i'm getting about uh registering by mail sure because i'm yeah, getting like count. one of sure. those a day any any okay. political mail Save political mail. Okay. Start start you're gonna, saving you're that. You're going to want to bring those to presidential on President's Day. Got it. We're going to, uh, we'll have some live music. We're going to have some beer releases. Yeah, a couple beer releases. All We've right. got uh, executive order number three coming out. It's a, it's a imperial rye stout that was aged in a bourbon <laughs> barrel. Uh, and then it also has cocoa nibs, vanilla, and uh, coffee all, all in there I'm too. In. So that one's going to be wild. It's like all my favorite words. <laughs> and then, uh, Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Th- then the other beer that we're going to do is tequila barrel aged Sherbert Hoover. Uh, so that Ooh. one is going to be a lot of fun too. Tequila barrel aged. I'm also in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So you don't couple... hear a lot of beers that have a tequila barrel aged. Not it. often. No, I'm a tequila lady. So. I love tequila. It's tasty. I, mean, I only Sherbert wish we Hoover. had the right kind of liquor license that we could do like a sidecar shot of tequila to go with it. But oh, that's right. You were unfortunately we don't. So is it possible to, 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 yet. to upgrade that to like get that what you want? If you got like an extra $40,000 sitting around that you want to throw my way, then we'd have to put a still in somewhere totally. and get a distiller's <laughs> license. Really? Yeah. So yeah, and that's just for the license, not for all the equipment that we would need to have for that. But if you had that, would you distill? If you would have to. Yeah. Is that um, something you'd be interested in though? Or <sighs> I, I hesitate on that. I, I think that it's distilling, a market, it's, a, it's a different art form for sure. Yeah. Um, I am not somebody that can taste this vodka and that vodka and be like, ooh, you know what I would do differently? Like, it, it's mm, just yeah. not, You're going to puke for both of them. Yeah, so I hate matter. vodka, <laughs> uh, which seems like a negative place to start as a distiller. Like, yeah, true. So, You're not wrong. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just don't think I have, I have the, uh, the ability to do it well. I, I don't know that we're excited about that. But, yeah, back to election day, though. Like, that's going to be a day. And, and I, I think the premise of this day is putting election season behind us. That's yes. kind of our goal. We're we're moving on past election election season now. Bring all your political mail in because we're getting rid of it and we're leaving it behind us. Uh, we we've already voted. We've done our thing, and we're actually shutting down at the same time as the polls. Uh, I don't want to find out about any results. There will be. We don't have TVs. There won't be any like no results rolling in. It's not a watch party. Right. Is, I love that. Like I literally want to have people be sworn in at the door and. They have to swear to not be an asshole about politics <laughs> and not talk about like if you want to watch like early results on your phone, that's fine. We're not here to talk about that. We are here to celebrate the fact that we have the ability to vote, that we live in a place that we can make our voices heard and that we are done with commercials <laughs> yep. and junk mail. Yep. No more of it. I can't even listen to the radio and without 
it's freaking political I, stuff. Like I get phone calls now. Wow, like, oh my in God, the middle you know, of dinner the other day. day. I got a phone call in the middle of dinner the other day asking if I was going to endorse a particular political candidate. And I like I was just like, I'm undecided, which I'm not. I knew who I was going to vote for, but I was I didn't want to get into a. And they're like, well, can I explain to you, you know, what this person stands for and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, honestly, no. Like, <laughs> I, I I'm sorry. Someone... Like, best of luck in your campaign. I right? appreciate that you're passionate enough about this to donate your time to calling people. But like, please don't. I had someone show up at no, my door, going door mm-hmm. to door, trying oh, yeah. to like, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is the wrong door, honey. <laughs> and then Florida, keep, they keep texting me. Oh, I get text man. messages oh gosh, from amazing. 850 area code numbers all the time because my phone number is still Florida area code. And I'm like, I haven't lived in Florida in eight freaking years, man. Wow. Like, come on. Bless. Come on. I'm not voting there. Yes. Sorry. We'll be... uh. Celebrating the end of all of that, yeah, for come, sure. Come to the the post election season party. Yes, I want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Can we assume the new the bonfire is going to be used? Oh, absolutely. The fire pit. Okay. Um, not for what you think it is, oh. just because most political mail is coated in plastic. And it's, uh, like, I the appreciate plastic postcards that. are yeah. it's bad for the environment, and it also gets stinky. And I didn't even think about that being stuff, an option. So. Do you need fire? There may or may not be a paper shredder involved. So <laughs> that's what I'll tell you. Yes, I want to know about that. Yeah. We got it. We'll be there. It's more satisfying. Right. Satisfying anyway. Just yes. Sh- yeah. Do you need fireworks for this event? <laughs> <laughs> I have some that I need to use. I mean, yes, but I don't know that we can are legally they like do that. Sparklers? Or no, no, they're like mortars. Talking? Like oh, oh, the big ones. Oh, yeah. no. We can ask the city. Do you think they'd let us do it? No. It, it's portage. I bet not. <laughs> It'd just be some dude lighting a lighter. It's technically and a holiday, so. Yeah, if you do it in the middle of Portage Road, I'm in. he's like just don't do it on my property (laughs) josh is across the street lighting them off we don't know where this guy came from just go to radio shack get an rfid hook it up to uh, an igniter and then you just do them all from a safe distance away what are you talking about that's not mine yeah we're back in we're back in the nerd stuff realm i'm i'm out i love it this is why i'm taking applications for new (laughs) co-hosts so uh future stuff for presidential a lot of people i talk to at least when they talk about your beer especially sherbert hoover um, what is required for you to sell that at like a Meyer or you know elsewhere so they is can buy it? Is that something you would even be interested in? Yeah, doing? yeah. So this is a question we actually get a lot. Um, and to be honest, I'm not chasing that. Uh, what it what it comes down to is back to the original intent of opening this place is to build community and mm. bring people together. And like if you go inside of our brewery, all the tables are 12 foot long picnic tables. I want people having conversations together. That's my focus. Uh, in order to sell beer at Meyer, we'd have to change our focus a little bit. Um, then you become more of a production brewery where your job is to make beer 24 hours a day and store beer and can beer and send beer and drive beer and, and all of that. So there's for me, there's a lot of reasons not to get into distribution. But the biggest and most primary driver for me is that it doesn't uh, help us to accomplish our goal. Our goal is to bring people together. Our best chance of doing that is in our tap room. Mm-hmm. So I'd be more likely to have a second location somewhere else doing the same thing versus selling our beer and cans at a store. A second location. It's not to say it won't ever happen. And we have started doing some local distribution of kegs. Um, right, Actually, right before COVID hit, we had a couple of kegs at Hopcat and at Airway. And before, I don't think, did either of them even get tapped? I think Reisenhower might have gotten tapped at Airway, but. Yeah, I think they barely got yeah, tapped. Yeah, it like literally the week that they were both putting those kegs on at both places, they got shut down. So, mm. um, you know, we're, we're open to that a little bit, like 
putting kegs out there in the local community um, just to get some new exposure to new audiences in our area. But we want our beer to be exposed to people who are within distance to want to come to our tap room. More I love that you want to keep it local, too. Yeah. 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 And, and like selling beer on the shelf at Meyer is a lot harder than you would think, too, because right now in the U.S., there are 7000 breweries. And those 7,000 breweries, or we'll call it 6,996 of them, share 10% of the space on the shelves allotted wow. for beer. The rest of it is dedicated to the, the big macro, you know, the Bud Lights, the, the Miller Coors, the whoever else. So you've got a bunch of breweries competing for a very small share of that shelf. And, and that's just a really tough fight. You got to put a lot of marketing effort into it. And, and um, yeah, that's, that's just a tough go. I feel like you lose a little bit of the personality behind it too. Exactly. Like I can bit, yeah. come into to presidential distributor and... to pick up the beer that I want to take home. Like right. it's not, I don't need to go to Meyer to do it. The only place I'd really want to be able to sell our beer like that is if I could be in Washington, D.C. selling presidential beer. <laughs> Man, that'd be killer. Um, but I'd actually, I'd rather have a tap room there. I, I still yeah. think that would be more fun to to be able to create a tap room in, in D.C. someday. That'd be wild. I feel like a huge tourist attraction. I oh, feel man. Like. <laughs> The official brewery of DC. Yeah. <laughs> Give me like 10 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the the goal, um, what you're trying to accomplish. Not a lot of businesses kind of view that goal. They're more very uh, income oriented, money oriented. And that's amazing. I, do you ever just sit back like in there and just kind of watch the people just... Every Thursday right now, uh, <laughs> Kay Kaylee leads trivia and I just go play. Um, the, the, one of the things that I expected to happen and, and has come true is like I've gotten to know so many new people uh -huh. through this. That was that was part of what I was excited for. Um, so I've made a ton of new friends and, and I'll go in and, and they'll play trivia and I'll just jump in and sit with somebody's team and and just kind of shoot the breeze for a while. And, and uh, you know, I'll answer like a total of six questions out of 60 for the night. Uh, but but it's it's a fun time to kind of be immersed in part of the community and and just kind of watch like this building is alive now. It was it was dead for 10 years. There was nothing happening here. And we revived a building that was that far removed. Uh, it's neat to see the the vibrant life that that has come back to it it's kind of fun i think one of my favorite things about the whole process is watching other people make friends like everybody naturally you know we talk to a lot of people and it, we get to know people our regulars have become good friends um but what's cool to me is when two strangers are sitting by each other at the bar and strike up a conversation you know and we had um we had a wedding there two weeks ago with um, a couple of our mug clubbers. That's like awesome. A ceremony. Who, a ceremony. Yeah, their, um, their plans got thwarted with COVID and they needed a place desperately to be able to just say their vows. It was like 20 people, very small ordeal. That's kind of cool. So they got married in our beer garden and they have like, you know, their little custom beer glasses and they, instead of a unity candle, they poured beers into a joint <laughs> <Yes>! glass. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, is and that where they met? It's they didn't meet there, but they have a house on Austin Lake, maybe? One of the, West Lake? I don't know. One of the lakes down by us. And so this is like their, they bought mug club memberships before we even opened. Before they oh, even wow. knew us, yeah. Yep. And they just, because it's the closest brewery to their house, so that's kind of their home base. They could just walk there. Yeah, basically. That's amazing, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, like, there's so many people that have become friends because of our space, which is a really cool and humbling feeling. Like, one yeah. of our bartenders is now married 
to the guy who hosts our comedy show because they met last year because of a comedy show. Oh, that's cute. And they literally are, they got married by One of mug, our mug clubbers, members. some other mug clubbers that they didn't know. She officiated the wedding. They got married at the house of one of our other servers in the backyard. So, like, this whole thing was just, like, a total presidential wedding. We have another staff member who is dating um, Jake's, like, co-host for Open Mic Night. And they met at the brewery. Never probably would have met or started dating in the wild. But, in the wild? Um, <laughs> in the safety to... of our little love nest, they were able to connect. So that's just like, I love that. I love seeing people create new relationships and strike up a chat with somebody that you maybe never would have crossed paths with before. Um, I just love that. I feel like a little mama bear, like watching all my babies, like, oh, go be friends, go be friends, love that's each other. Cute. You, that's so cute. that's amazing. I'll marry even, you all off. It's fine. To contemplate that your try a new beer night turned into. Right. Oh, all yeah. those years ago. People now having lifelong relationships. With right. People. They're literally married because of this. Like it's. Yeah. Blows my mind. Yeah. There's no way you could have told me then yeah. what this would turn into, right? Yeah. That was that was such a, a psychotic sounding idea. It's just over a year <laughs> old now, too, though. Like, look how much you've accomplished right. in just over a year. Like, I'm still waiting for a proposal. That's the only thing that... Because we, we said, like, I want somebody to meet their future husband or wife in this building. So that's happened. We've had a wedding. We've had a reception. So now I just need somebody to propose in my building if i meet a man ever that's worth proposing to i'll bring him there and do it I like that you said proposing to and that you're gonna do the proposing i i will do that what about a baby what if it, like a pregnant woman walks in water breaks and has a baby at the brewery at the brewery oh boy i would hate that <laughs> she's like no but sir. also low-key like we got towels in the kitchen we can make it work i yeah. love i love a good story and there's a good story that comes out I mean, our out floors of that, are right? concrete, though. I feel like that would be, like, that's dangerous. I don't Birthed like that. inside mm. of presidential. We do have couches, though. Like, you could, yeah. I could lay somebody down. Yeah, here, let, let me heat up some water in, in the kettle. We'll uh, give this baby a bath real yeah. quick. Like, <laughs> I'm sure you've got tubs for, like, ice and Cut stuff, like court. a giant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Oh, I don't want to think about that anymore. That's <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks, Josh, for taking that one over the top. So Don't our, put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> on our way out, is there anything else, um, anything you want to say to the community that you guys love so much, they love you? Anything you want to say to them? I mean, from from us, I think the, the most important thing for me to share is how appreciative we are of the support that we've gotten. Uh, 2020 is, is a tough year for a lot of people. It's a lot tougher for a lot of other people than it's been for us. And, and that is only because... We've had tremendous amount of support from so many different people, new people that we've met this year, old friends that you know we've gotten to know before it. This year was really scary. Uh, when we got that email in March that said you're shutting down at three o'clock until sometime, um, you know, the beginning <laughs> of the takeout era, um, it, it just that threw us for a big loop. And, and I was really, really worried about our chances of survival. Uh, that, that was a concern, but within within probably three weeks the community showed me that 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 was probably not something i had to worry about uh and and to anybody that's listening man we we would not have been able to do this without all you guys it's been so cool to to feel confident in an era that that probably doesn't inspire a lot of confidence word (laughs) check us out on instagram facebook venmo at Dead Inside But Caffeinated. You can also email us at Dead Inside Caffeinated Podcast at gmail.com.